Hello, everyone. Welcome to Van Chicagoland Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Castanis. This is episode 190, season 8. Today's date is January 14th, 2023. And thank you for joining me on today's program. So here I'm going to talk about what I'm going to talk about today. I will talk about um, the Chicago weatherman, John Coughlin. Uh, You remember him. uh, He had a long tenure on... WBBM-TV Channel 2 in Chicago. Also, I'll talk about Sun Coast Motion Picture Company Video Stores. That's a long title. <laughs> most known to, most uh, known to people as Sun Coast. So I'll talk about my memories of shopping there. And uh, this will be fun. It really will be. Okay. Right now, the uh, program will go into a commercial break. And this program is brought to you by Slice soda. Oh, I'm, I haven't had this in a while, and I and I don't know if it's still around. I'll get to that in a moment after I play the commercial. So here's a commercial from 1984. This is about when it was uh, introduced to the market. Okay, so sit back and enjoy, everyone. Thank you. Introducing a new soft drink with 10% real juice. New Slice. We got the juice and I see blast. A burst of juice in every glass. 7-Up doesn't have juice. We got the taste, we got the twist. Sprite doesn't have juice. We got the juice, the others missed. We got the juice, we got the splash. Slice, slice, we got the taste that no one has. New Slice, we got the juice. Diet too. Slice, slice. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for Slice Soda. I'll give you a little history of this uh, wonderful product. <laughs> uh, this was introduced in 1984, and uh, it was from the PepsiCo company, you know, PepsiCola company, that is. And I remember the commercials, and uh, I've had this a few times, and... Uh, Remember, it's uh, their their slogan was "We got the juice," and uh, you've probably heard that. And it was uh, it's like a lemon lime uh, soda, but it's got uh, what it just says. And then they added other flavors to it, like uh, like for example, uh, mandarin orange, apple, and cherry cola, and they had diet versions as well. And uh, and then in 1990, they redesigned the uh, the packaging, and the juice content was dropped. And then they started uh, uh, trying to compete with Crush. You know, uh, like for example, they had the uh, strawberry or grape, pineapple, and uh, fruit punch. That and uh, I didn't have a, I didn't drink that much, not enough for a while. Um, I wasn't crazy about it. And then it just, 
And then in about, uh, let's see, 1999 and 2000, uh, Slice was replaced by most markets by Sierra Mist, which I'll get to, back, get to that in a second. And that became the national brand. And then, uh, then in about early 2006, uh, Pepsi, res uh, they brought back the product and they called it Slice One. That's for their diet soda. Um, and it was available um, like for the diet soda, the flavors were orange, grape, and other berry flavors. And then it just linger on and all that. And then uh, you don't see it much here. I think this discontinued probably the late 2000s, early 2010s. And uh, it was no longer uh, under Pepsi-Cola's uh, company. So I think another company bought it, and I think it's available elsewhere. Uh, I don't know if it's in the United States or in uh, some other countries. I'm not sure. But so let me check the uh, the flavors. It was, yeah, Apple Slice. They had uh, cherry cola, uh, cherry lime, uh, Dr. Slice, like Dr. Pepper. That must have been strange. <laughs> Fruit punch, grape, lemon, lemon lime. You know, this is the original flavor. Uh, Mandarin orange had that. Uh, also, uh, mango slice, uh, but that's uh, that was only in India and Pakistan. And also, a passion fruit, peach, pineapple, pink lemonade, red slice. I don't know what that was. And uh, strawberry. Okay. So, and then uh, what I said about Sierra Mist, uh, they discontinued that about a few days ago and they replaced it with a lemon lime drink called Starry. And uh, I went out to lunch yesterday and I noticed they had still had Sierra Mist. You know, they had it there. You know, I, I went up crazy about that product. I, I like 7-Up or Sprite. I don't know. It's, it's so, there's something different about it, but I guess uh, so. Sierra Mist uh, has vanished. <laughs> it's gone like that. So yeah, but the restaurant I went to yesterday, they still had it. Uh, I I had uh, Pepsi Zero. <laughs> That's what I did with uh, with my meal. So um, Slice was a, a great product for the '80s and '90s. It was okay. At the beginning of the program, I mentioned that I will talk about uh, Chicago weatherman John Coughlin, Coughlin and also Suncoast Motion Picture Company video stores. Okay. Uh, one thing before I get started with the show, uh, you know, we had a lot of celebrity deaths this week. Oh, it's terrible. One was uh, guitarist Jeff Beck. Wonderful. Uh you know, he was a wonderful guitarist, you know, one of the best. And uh, he he died at the age of 78. Um, he was in the Yardbirds, remember that. And uh, he performed with Aerosmith at the Windy City Tours in Comiskey Park in Chicago. Uh, I didn't go to that concert, but I knew a couple of people that did from our old neighborhood. And they said it was wild. And I heard there was a fire there. That's crazy. Like that. Uh, that's a shame. Yeah, he was wonderful. Also, there was uh, Lisa Marie Presley, Elvis Presley's daughter. That was very sudden. Uh, she was 54. Uh, yeah, she was also a singer. She really was. And, um, oh, with Jeff, Jeff Beck, 
I posted a picture of him uh, performing at the Granada Theater in Chicago. That's at uh, that sweet? Sheridan and Devon on the north side, right near Loyola uh, University. That, yeah, I posted a picture of that. And then Lisa Marie Presley, uh, she became a singer, just like her dad. Uh, I, I never listened to her until I listened to a couple songs. She wasn't bad. I mean, she tried. She was not trying to do her father. You know, that's, uh, that doesn't seem fair. She, she was okay. And uh, she performed at the House of Blues in Chicago a few times. And I found an uh, autographed picture of that uh, from October 2nd, 2006. And, uh, you know, it's a shame. It really, it really is a shame. You know, and then the third death I just found out is Robbie Knievel, Evil Knievel's uh, son. Uh, he died of cancer, so uh, they come in threes. You know how that is. So that's awful. But the, ugh, what a way to start 2023. Uh, the uh, the week before was Adam Rich from Eight Is Enough, and I found out how, uh, according to sources, uh, he OD'd. Yeah, he died of an overdose. I think that's true. Huh? So that's awful, tragic. Okay, so right now we're gonna get into uh what i talked about in the beginning is uh suncoast motion picture company uh company video stores okay excuse me <laughs> so i'll give you a history of that show and uh, not the show the store <laughs> and uh my memories of this place so i had a few of that so it started as a, a re chain of retail stores and it sold uh new and used uh Physical media, like, for example, CDs, DVDs, and Blu-rays, and vinyl records. Uh, most I saw were videos, and uh, they did have VHS, they, uh, a few. Uh, I'm sure they did, and um, but not many, not many, uh, not what I remembered. And the headquarters was located in Roseville, Minnesota, and uh, the and uh, then expanded to the Midwest and all over the country. And uh, I found a ad from 1995, from July, in the Chicago Tribune. And most of the stores were located in the malls, uh, shopping malls, that is. And I'll, give, I'll read off a list. I'm sure there were others, but I don't think so. So here we go. So it was located at Fox Valley Center uh, in Aurora, uh, Stratford Square in Bloomingdon, Bloomingdale, also Bourbonnais at Northfield Square, also Gurney and Gurney Malls, and uh, the Lincoln Town Center in Lincolnwood, uh, Ranhurst Mall in Mount Prospect, Harlem, Harlem Irving Plaza in Norwich, uh, Orland Park at, uh, at the Orland Square Mall. That's the one I shopped the most. That's where I did my uh, shopping. Uh, the Woodfield Mall in Schaumburg, the Hawthorne Center in Vernon Hills, uh, Lakehurst Mall in Waukegan, Spring Hill Mall in West Dundee, and also South Lake Mall in Maryville, Indiana. I think there was one in Joliet Mall. I, I think there was. I'm sure that opened later. I don't think it opened. They were located in just the shopping malls. I don't think they were like sto uh, like standalone stores. I don't think so. No. 
I don't think I don't believe that at all. And um, let's see. Uh, so I remember the posters on the wall, and they had the uh, the a uh, lot of. Uh, Let's see what else. And they always they always play music, and they have the TVs on the, um, hanging up in the ceilings, like that. And the employees. Uh, you know what? I got a when I bought uh, I bought my first Disney Disney movies there and on VHS on VHS I bought them over there, and uh, I had them for a long time, but I had to sell them because there was no room in my house. And I heard the collector's items, so that's been going around for a long time. <laughs> but then I started buying the DVDs uh, for the Disney movies. I have mostly all of them, all the way from Snow White to, I think, to Mulan, I believe so. Uh, there are a few I haven't bought yet. I uh, not Mulan, yeah, probably Toy Story. Yeah, no, uh, I don't know if the third movie I have. No, I don't think so. I have the second movie. And the, I remember I bought the, the DVD for Toy Story, and it came with a yo-yo. And I still have that yo-yo in my room. And that's in the drawer, so that's a collector's item. So I'm not uh, selling it. <laughs> no way. Uh-uh. And then, uh, let's see. Other items I bought over the years over there was the Batman movies. When Batman came out in 1989, uh... I'm sure I saw the the first time I saw the movie was in Chicago Ridge Mall, uh, but not in um, Fort City. I, I mean, well, that's where I live. I didn't see it there. I, I saw it at Chicago Ridge Mall. I saw it for about three times, and then I couldn't wait for the movie to be released on uh, VHS. So uh, when the release date was uh, happening, I, uh, I actually they do it on a Tuesday. I believe that's where uh, that's where all the the VHS releases are available. I went on a Saturday because uh, I worked during the week, and then I just rushed over there to Sunk Coast in Orland Square in Orland in Orland Park, Illinois, and then I got a copy, and I was excited to take it home, and I watched the movie <laughs> just like in the theater. And then I bought the. The sequel, uh, Batman Returns. No, not Batman. Yeah, Batman Returns. And uh, also uh, the third one, Batman Forever. I did that. And uh, I had them for a while, and then um, I got rid of them, and then I bought the DVDs. But I didn't buy them at Suncoast. I don't, I don't know where I bought them. I bought them elsewhere. So I bought movies over the uh, bought over there for the years. Uh, according to to most people, they were expensive. Then when you could buy movies at Best Buy or Target, uh, which was true, uh, they were. But their inventory they had a good uh, they had a lot of inventory. They had a lot of movies that you if you couldn't find elsewhere, they had it at Suncoast. They had rare t- uh, titles. They also sold used. Uh, movies, you know, they had that. Uh, not renting them. There was a you don't rent over there. Mm-mm. No. And uh, then competition came, and then they filed for bankruptcy in January of two thousand six. Uh, yeah, around this time. And 
they closed some stores and then uh i don't know when in, in chicago they closed i'm not sure probably probably the same year or the year after uh according to some sources there are maybe about one or two left but not in chicago but on the east coast so that's good it's like the last blockbuster store in oregon just like that, you know, but I like the store very much. I really did, you know, and um, that's a shame. You know, I love browsing. I love browsing. It's like going to a record store. You like to browse uh, the records or, you know, like the vinyls or the CDs. Also, I did the same thing with the, uh, with the DVDs, you know, or VHS. I still do that from time to time. Sometimes you go to Barnes and Nobles, they sell, um, DVDs there, uh, movies and television. Oh, uh, with Suncoast, they had a section for television, TV shows. That's uh, where I first started collecting them. And I got a lot of them from there. You know, I started, you know, they had the box sets and all that. Uh, Sometimes uh, they weren't available. You asked them, can I place an order? Can you have them? uh, Can you please uh, order one for me? And they did. You know, and they and they one day I there was a DVD I don't remember which one, and they said we'll call you when it's ready. And sure enough, they called me in about three days later, and we got it for you. That was uh, that was great. You know, I remember most of the staff were help uh, from the store were helpful. You know, um, you know their their knowledge of movies and TV, but they know where everything was and all that. Uh, they had catalogs too of the store. And uh, I, uh, and then the, I don't know if they had membership or like if you get rewards for that. Probably they did. I'm not sure. I don't remember because I never signed up. <laughs> some people, uh, some stores ask you to. They do that to this day, like that. But if I want to purchase a a DVD, usually you would uh, order online from deep discount DVD. That's a good place. And also, uh, Barnes and Noble still sells them. And, uh, what other places? Uh, can't think of, but you can go to target or Walmart and, you know, they have their own sections like that. Uh, it's not the, you know, but that's a chain of stores like that, you know, but physical, uh, media is disappearing. You know, a lot of, People are streaming, but I like uh, like to have the DVDs, you know, because sometimes the streaming, like for example, for TV for TV DVDs, um, most of it's not edited, but on streaming they do. According to some people I've heard on the internet, so just hang on to those as long as you can. So that's that's good. So that's. I love the store. I miss it. I really do. That was a big hangout wall. I mean, uh, that was a big hangout at the mall. You know, a lot of kids, uh, like from the 90s, you know, like from the 80s, like not the 80s, from the 90s, mostly the 90s and the 2000s. That was a big hangout there. Oh, okay. And uh, right now I'm going to play a commercial for Suncoast Motion Picture Company. And it's from 1994. So sit back and enjoy, and I'll be right back. Thank you, everyone. 
Everyone on my list loves movies. That's why I go to Suncoast. They have the classics, sci-fi, action thrillers, holiday movies. At Suncoast, I got something for everyone. And uh, one thing for myself. There are over 10,000 great movie gifts at Suncoast, like Cliffhanger, starring Sylvester Stallone, the action-adventure Speed, starring Keanu Reeves, and the action-packed epic Gettysburg. These and hundreds of other titles are on sale now at Suncoast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for Suncoast uh, Video Store from 1994. That's kind of cool. <laughs> uh, one thing, uh, one last thing I want to mention about that, uh, when Dark Shadows, the soap opera that starred uh, Jonathan Frid as Barnabas Collins, uh, they started releasing them on video, on VHS, and it was in 1990. And then I had an ad, I I posted that a long time ago on my page around Chicagoland. And uh, he went, he did a promotional tour of that, uh, not just all over the country, maybe just on the West Coast, to promote that Dark Shadows was being released on video for the first time. And fans like me got excited. You know, it really, it was exciting. Um, when I started, because uh, I love the show, I haven't watched it in a long time. I used to watch it on the Sci Fi channel. Every day I recorded it on my VCR in the morning. <laughs> they had showed two episodes, and then I got hooked on it. Um, then it became then it became available on DVD. Then I bought the box set. Uh, you know, I bought like that, and uh, but I had the special. They had the special episodes like bloopers and um, anniversary ones. So those are, those are collectors' items. But you know what was nice about those the artwork of each vhs uh tape of the show you know so that's like the artwork that's kind of cool so uh he did and suncoast advertised it for us so that was a big boost for their company like that so that's nice okay Next up, I will talk about John Coughlin, the WBBM-TV weatherman, you know, on Channel 2 in Chicago. Uh, what a nice man he was. You know, and I remember watching him for a long time uh, when, I was, uh, when I was a kid. And I uh, watched him over the years. So I will give you a his biography. So, and, uh, he, and during the 70s, he was the number one... Um, Weatherman at the time, uh, I'm trying to think who else was the probably Jim Tillman on Channel 5, and Channel 7 was uh, probably John Coleman. Some people get confused with John Coleman with John Coughlin because some say he, he was responsible for the Weather Channel. No, he, it wasn't John Coughlin, it was the other guy. <laughs> and uh, so here's his biography. Okay, and uh, he was born and raised in Chicago. And uh, he served in World War II, and he earned a bachelor's degree in liberal 
liberal arts in North, from Northwestern University in 1952. <coughs> Excuse me. And then, um, then he started working at a radio station in Alton, Illinois. And, uh, and he worked at radio stations. And then uh, he joined uh, WBBM-TV in Chicago in 1953. And he worked on children's programs. Now, this is very, this is something I never knew until I started doing Van Chicago Land. Uh, I, I had no idea he was involved with that. And um, he started in a show called Breakfast House. He did that, and he became uh, uh, one of his characters was called Buffalo Nichols. <laughs> so that was kind of funny, and uh, and he also had a there was a puppet named Twistoffer. He did that, and uh, you know that that was very talented. <laughs> And they were, and a lot of kids remember him. He was the voice of Mr. Pegasus, and, he, and that was a talking table on the Susan Show. If you remember that? That was from the late fifties, if you remember that. And also, he there was a show called Popeye's Firehouse. I think that was hosted by Ray Rainier. I'm not sure. And uh, the, he needed Lightning the Horse and Willie the Mouse, <laughs> and he also appeared on the Friendship Show, and that hosted by Lee Phillip and uh, and uh, so that was that was kind of cool like that and uh, I don't know what he did after that you know and uh, let's see what else he did and uh, but I think he did like voiceovers uh, during the during that time after that uh, you know he was a staff announcer. Then in 1969, uh, there was a um, a weatherman. His name was Roy Alred. I don't remember him. And uh, so uh, somebody asked, somebody in the station asked him to fill in when he was sick. And he said, okay, I'll try it. And John Coughlin had no idea. He had no idea about the weather, and that so he just uh, played it by ear. You know, he just uh, I would have loved to see that. His, you know, his debut as, as the weatherman, and then um, what he said in an article one time. You know, I had to fake it. I had to just go along. You know, and uh, he fooled everybody. He was fine, and. Uh, and then uh, the man that he uh, filled in, Roy Alred, quit. And then they were trying to find, uh, find a replacement, you know, like a permanent replacement. And then John Coughlin said, I'll take over until you find somebody. But you know what? They never find anyone. That lasted about eight or nine months. And then he got the job, and then he stuck. He stayed. And then, But he had to learn about the weather. He had to go to school to... Uh, to learn about the weather so he learned on the he learned it on the job and then he hired and then he hired a tutor from the university of chicago for five years <laughs> who knew you know like that so that's that's interesting it really was and then um so he was a very personal guy you know and very nice 
and you know the audience loved them they really did and uh so that's that's kind of nice you know like i just said right now i found a clip of john coughlin doing the weather and this is from 1984 and this is at wbbm tv channel 2 in chicago so it's about three minutes long so i will play it uh, i will play that and as you as you listen it'll take you back to a, a wonderful time you know the when he did the weather like you you know he would do the the weather from i think he did it at six and ten you know six o'clock in the evening and ten o'clock in the evening. I, i'm sure he did i'm sure he did that so that was uh very when you listen to him it sounds very nostalgic so it's really nice so sit back and enjoy john coughlin doing the weather report on channel two in chicago and i'll be right back everyone thank you now, some of that stuff may have a nice coating of nice wet snow in the next few hours john uh, coughlin says some lake effect stuff may be on the way, right? It is possible late tonight and maybe during the day tomorrow. We don't look for much, but it is uh, something to be looking out for. Here's a current look at the forecast. Cloudy tonight. It's going to get down to about 22 in the outlying areas and a low of about 32 near the lake tomorrow. Cloudy again with the possibility of some of those lake effect snow showers, especially close to the lake. And the high temperature only about 33 degrees. Here's a, a look at the current weather map. Yes, now we're looking at the current weather map. You can see the weather system down here in the south. This is moving in a northeasterly direction. As it does so, it'll be springing some uh, clouds and a few showers and some snow showers to the Ohio Valley. Some of those places had some significant snow today. Cincinnati wound up with an inch of snow. Dayton, Ohio had a couple inches of snow. But this is all moving away from us. High pressure building from uh, the northern plains moving down. We'll start to give it some clearing skies late in the day tomorrow and tomorrow night. And on Tuesday, we should have lots of sunshine around here. And looks like we'll have a sunny week cold but sunny current temperatures around the country shows that we are 34 that was an hour ago here in chicago 77 in miami 80 in brownsville texas and in the 40s and 50s throughout much of the center of the country so we're not going to warm up uh, terribly during the next week but uh, it's going to warm up a little bit by the end of the week temperatures tomorrow will be in the 30s here in the chicago area and if you're looking for someplace really warm you've got to go to the southeast in 70s and 80s down there in florida and in the 60s in southern uh, Texas and out in California. But it's going to be kind of a cool week, the way things are shaping up right now. Satellite view of the country shows this big band of clouds all the way from the central plains onto the east coast. And some of those places did pick up some snow. And Florida was uh, on the clear side. But you can see where that high pressure is beginning to build up here in the central plains. Skies are clear. And we look for lots of clear weather around here for the rest of the week. National radar is picking up more of those showers and some heavy showers down here along the central Gulf Coast and some uh, snow showers all the way from Kansas through the Ohio River Valley and some very light stuff out here in the far west. Those are mostly just rain showers. We don't expect any big storm to be building for the next two or three days at least. That's what we are counting on anyway. Temperatures around here late this evening, 35 in Niles, 35 also in St. Charles, 36 in Harvey, and 37 in Gary, Indiana. The water temperature a little too cold for swimming, 43 degrees right now out in good old Lake Michigan. The official high temperature was 37 today, after a low of 31, which is a current reading, by the way. Records for this date, 72 in 1953 and 8 above back in 1880. Sunrise, 644, and the sun will set tomorrow at 427. Current temperatures in Chicago, 31 at O'Hare, 36 at the lakefront, and 35 at Midway. North winds at uh, 15 miles an hour, and the barometer rising, but very, very slowly. Here's the forecast for tonight. Cloudy and colder, possibility of some snow showers near the lake late tonight. Low will be 22 to 32. And tomorrow, cloudy and cold, a possibility of some snow showers, high 33 degrees. And uh, looking ahead to Tuesday, 
mostly sunny but cold. Still temperatures still in the 30s. And Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, lots of sunshine, but warming up when we get toward the end of the week, we'll get to the upper 40s. Mike and Susan? Thank you, John. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed uh, the weather, weather report from John Coughlin. Uh, apologize for it's a little long, but it's about three minutes, but it, you know, goes fast. <laughs> but uh, once you listen to him, you just forget, you know. And uh, other, um, another thing about John Coughlin, uh, and then he was... Uh, you know, he was um, in July of 1976. He was demoted in uh, from Channel Two. You know, by the big, big, you know, by the big shots. And then, uh, and uh, he he was still employed. And uh, staff announcer. And they and then he was replaced by uh, someone named Tom Alderman. I, I sort of remember that. I don't. I gotta find out about him. And then. Uh, when that happened, there were uh, protests. People wrote letters in, and they said, "Where is John? We want him back." You know, and uh, he got he received about ten thousand letters. That's a lot. <laughs> and uh, I guess uh, they pressured him to bring him back, and it worked. They brought John Coughlin back in February nineteen seventy seven, and uh, then. John Coughlin apologized, and then he said he was on the air and he apologized to the public. Well, it was really not his fault. You know, they just, uh, you know, that was uh, management. That was their decision. You know, sometimes they don't make the right decision. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're bad. Sometimes they're uh, ridiculous. That's how the that's how businesses are. You know, I've been in this situation many times when I worked. Companies, and uh, and then you know he stayed on until uh, 1989, and uh, let's see. So, yeah, he retired uh, August 20. His last day on the air was August 27, 1989, and I remember that. That was sad, you know. But it was time to. Uh, I guess it was time to move on, you know. And he just. Uh, you know, he said, I had no idea my career would take, you know, would be like this. You know, I had a wonderful career. He was very blessed and very gratified, you know, of his job, you know, and people loved him, you know, the, the people that worked with him and uh, over the years. Um, incident, incidentally, that clip that you heard, uh, the, the, the people that were talking with John, uh, that was Mike Parker. He was on Channel 2. Uh, he passed away a few years ago. And uh, also at the end was Susan Anderson when she did the news. Remember her? Yeah, she's uh, still alive as far as I know, but uh, I don't think she's in TV news anymore. So uh, so uh, John Coughlin uh, retired in August uh, 27, 1989. And uh, I don't know what he did. He probably found time to, you know, to do things like that. And then... Uh, he passed away on February 17, 2001, and he was 75 years old. So, and uh, according to uh, articles in the Chicago Tribune, Harry Volkman, another famous weatherman, 
they were good friends. You know, they were not competitors, but uh, they were, you know, they were great good friends. And that's nice. That is nice. You know, and, uh, you know, uh, he, he wasn't very, uh, not a funny weatherman. He, he had a sense of humor, but, you know, most of the time he was serious, but not too serious. No. So that's good. Like, uh, but he didn't go visit uh, schools or anything like that. Well, maybe he did. But Eddie, uh, Harry Vogel, excuse me, did that. You know, he visited schools and all that. Yeah, so that's uh, it's a nice Chicago memory. It really is. And uh, also, uh, let's see. Uh, when he appeared on the Popeye show, uh, his character's name was Bo's son Bob, and he was like a like a navy man, <laughs> you know. Well, he was, he was very he was very talented when he did voiceovers, you know, and did the with the cartoons and the you know the puppets. <laughs> that okay, so that'll be all for today. Uh, I discussed the. Uh, uh, the Chicago weatherman, uh, John Coughlin from WBBM TV Channel 2 in Chicago, and also Suncoast uh, Motion Picture Company video stores. Um, covered a lot of ground on that. Okay. Um, I will do another podcast maybe tomorrow. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, when this podcast is published, a lot of people ask me, where do I find your podcast? You know, where's, uh, send me a link, you know. I would, and then I always tell them, you can find them wherever podcasts are available. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Breaker, Overcast. Also, I have my YouTube channel on Banner Chicagoland Stories. It'll be published later this afternoon. Uh, a lot of people prefer it that way to listen it's easier right? because you know a lot of people are not tech savvy they don't want to use the phones they want to use their computers like laptop or a desktop i can understand that you know and you can listen on youtube anytime anytime you like you know you can listen to the rest of the episodes if you if you'd like and uh this this will be ready and uh so i have fun talking about this episode that's kind of nice Okay, so this is Pete Castanis, your host for Vanishing Island Stories. Thank you for joining me. Uh, everyone, have a wonderful day. It's a, not a nice, not a bad weekend. Kind of cool, but uh, it's not, at least it's not snowing. Thank goodness for January, that is. And bye-bye uh, for me. And here's Ray Rayner with a little traveling music saying bye-bye-bye. Take care, everyone. So long. We have to go. Bye, bye, bye.